And welcome back to the Get Lit Podcast, a vlog slash podcast slash we're still trying to figure it out from Southern Lighting Solutions. My name is McHugh David, co-founder. I'm here with Tarek Halimedine, my fellow co-founder. How are you today, sir? Doing well. How are you? Good. We're in this weird week in between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, not really sure what to do with our time, so what nope. the hell? Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Don't tell that to my wife. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we figured as we're going into 2021, some of the things that we talked about last couple of weeks as we've started to get going, you know, we're trying to figure out the sound, we're trying to figure out the light. Today, we think we have both. Yep. Now we just got to do the camera angle. I think we got a good one on that too. But wanted to start over kind of a back to basic sort of approach on LED because we've talked to some contractors, we've talked to some engineers, we've talked to some vendors. Everybody's kind of like, you know, give us a little more. Tell us a little bit more. Right. I mean, that it hasn't hindered us work-wise, but it's, you know, people are new to it. They, they, they still got lost with the basics. Right, and it's important to note that, you know, when you were overseas uh, in places like Europe, Middle East, uh, you were dealing with this stuff a lot. So there's a little bit of, you know, familiarity with you where you, you come in and you say, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, yeah, we're using this fixture with this driver that has this amount of lifetime on it. And people are like, uh, I'm sorry. What is Yeah, what? over, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whereas abroad, it's just, it's, you're, you're speaking with people that speak the same language. Sure. So again, today we're going to be talking basics here. First, foremost, and you and I talked about this a little bit beforehand. <laughs> Break it down simply. What is an LED light? What is an LED? Okay, so simplest definition, it is a semiconductor that when you pass electricity through it, lights up. Think of a firefly. Right. Essentially what it is. Okay, so it's a... It's sort of the same kind of chemical reaction that occurred. Sure, I mean, I mean, and that's where you're getting like now you have today you have organic LED. Right. Which is newer technology uh, and you know led goes back to germany right is it german no, no 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 it was it was ge okay and i believe it was in 1965 when they created that essentially what was the first led and that is still running that led is still running today wow and you know a lot of that has to do with that chemical reaction simply being fed by the right driver and the right electricity right sure okay sure <laughs> sure he said sure so when we're talking about LEDs, and especially about fixtures, you know, that's what we do. If you look at this behind us, you know, we're doing uh, standalone fixtures by themselves. It's not typically what most well, Americans see. Well, okay, so let's define what is a fixture. Go for it. Even your basic lamp is more or less a fixture. It just depends on the type of fixture because all LEDs, they have to have a housing, they have to have a reflector or a cover, they need to have a driver, whether it's a unique standalone driver or as we've discussed in the past, a, uh, a driver on board on right. the actual, uh, with, with the actual chipset itself right. and an LED chip. Right. So it could be a small light bulb or it could be, you know, any of these down lights. It could be our gladiator, a floodlight. It could be a high bay low. It doesn't matter. They are all more or less considered fixtures. So let's let's try to do a little comparison here. You know, in in America, 
you know, a lot of people are used to, there's a light fixture either in the ceiling or a lamp that's sitting on a, on a table side. And it's got, you know, a base, a pole, and then it's got a place where, you know, most of the circuitry is done and you plug in or screw sure. in bulbs. Sure. So a bulb or a lamp um, has no ballast or driver to it. If you just plugged it, uh, you know, that's, well, if you, if, if you looked at a filament lamp, a filament lamp, which was the original Edison technology, mm -hmm. it just required a circuit passing, passing through it. And it was more or less just heating up the filament, which was causing a reaction and it was giving off light. Whereas a tube, um, required a ballast. That's why it was just considered a, a standalone lamp. If you just passed electricity through it, nothing would happen. Right. You know, you'd more or less blow it out. That's why you needed, you know, uh, a ballast to, to, to operate this. That's why it was considered a fixture. And that was your, your separation, your definition between a lamp and, and, and the fixture itself. Whereas today, we still continue to use a definition of a lamp because it's more or less the same thing. However, technically, it should be considered a fixture because it has it incorporates all the various properties. It's not direct, right? So, basically, when you're you're saying a fixture, you're saying it's kind of all in. Correct. So you know, with with what I guess you can say, Americans are used to at least in their their homes. Uh, when compared to an LED. You know, you have a, a whole fixture which has, you know, the base, the stem, and all the electronics where you plug in a bulb. Sure. Whereas for an LED fixture, that would mean that you have, you know, the chipset, the lens, and the driver. Uh, and the housing, the and, whole, yeah. Right. And so it's the whole thing all in. So one of the interesting things that, that kind of pulls people apart, and we'll, we'll get into some of the separation of what uh, we do in a second, but there are LED bulbs, you know, that people will install in uh you know older fixtures as as sort of a retrofit and we'll get into retrofitting sure. as its own thing in a second but those bulbs are technically are fixtures right because they have if you ever look at an led bulb uh, it has the casing and then there's a little acrylic piece and that's where the driver is sure at the, at the back end correct right, and it screws in now you know when you're talking about bulbs you know a lot of people will say well i want led i want energy efficiency which is one of the things that led provides uh, it also provides uh, a higher Kelvin or higher temperature rating, so you can get more daylight, sure. so to speak. Um, well, it allows you to fluctuate between color temperatures, correct. So, and, and what you mean by that is like, so, okay, a higher color temperature might be daylight, but you can also dim it. So let's take a step back. When we say higher color temperature, it's basically the difference between walking into a restaurant which has a very dim yellow orangey amber type color or a hospital which is right as white as can be right because they got to be able to see correct so you know interesting thing about led bulbs is that they're going to give you sort of a, a temporary solution to led but they're not necessarily as efficient as you'd think and they're no. probably not going to last as long as say a full fixture would that's all led based for the most part that is true Technology has come to a point, though, where bulbs, depending how you use them, are going to last a certain amount of time. They can go for a long amount of time. It just doesn't always mean it's the best solution. Right. Now, if you're trying to do 
small, simple changes. If you have, you know, like you said, a, a standing bed lamp and whatnot, that, yeah, change the bulb. You know, it's, it's not really going to have an effect on your electrical bill. But if you're changing your entire house, that's where you start seeing, seeing uh, efficiency changes. And sure, on the, on, the, on the front end, if you're switching from an incandescent filament lamp, which is 100 watt, or a compact fluorescent lamp, which is, you know, 26 watt, down to a 5 watt, 9 watt LED lamp, yes, you're going to have savings, especially from the filament to the LED. However, and it always catches people off guard, it's not something they look at, which is the power factor of these lamps you know when you're running at 0.5 power factor 10 watts lamp at 0.5 power factor um I, I know you're laughing at me for doing that but you know i did it <laughs> yeah so you know 10 watts at 0.5 power factor you're still using 20 watts of power to get 10 watts of power you're not really saving whereas if you use a 10 watt fixture with a higher, you know, power factor external ballast, could be even driver on board, but it's running at 0 0.9, 0 0.95, then you're using 11 watts of power to get 10 watts. That's where you start seeing savings. And in a house which has 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 lights, light points, mm -hmm. or a commercial place, or a, you know, a, a mall, um, a store, whatever, that's where you start seeing huge savings right off the bat. Sure. Additionally, when regardless of how you you switch out your 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 LEDs, you're also going to have savings because you're using less heating or less air condition because your traditional bulbs give off a lot of heat, mm -hmm. whereas LEDs do not. Right. So that I mean that's that's another tertiary type or ancillary type saving that you get right there. Right, because a lot of LEDs are built with heat sinks or at least well, built. they have to, yeah. Or at least built with some sort of airflow to help sure. with that heat issue. Uh, for instance, our our sports light stat slash spotlight, uh, you know, has a lot of, has a sort of big fin built on the back to allow a lot of air to pass through to keep it cool. Sure. And I mean, it's generating tens of thousands of lumens, and yet you could still put your hand in front of it. And sure. It's not going to burn it off. Correct. So you know, when when you're talking about switching from incandescent to LED, I want to bring a couple of things up. One, you already said. You know, a lot of times you, you kind of have to, uh, you don't necessarily have to do whole house, but it is where you're going to see the biggest return on your investment. Sure. And we're not saying, you know, spend a lot of money because a lot of people can't afford to, you know, spend money on super high end sure. fixtures. You know, uh, you want something moderate, but at the same time, you don't want to go for the cheapest because when it burns and it will burn. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we've heard complaints from people saying, well, you know, I went and I bought, you know, these, this 10 pack for $8, $5, whatever. And I install them and it says on the box, you know, 30,000 hours or whatever. And then within a month they're burnt out and you go back and buy some more. Well, you're not saving because you're not taking into account your time to go buy sure. new lamps. You're not talking about the cost of replacing the new lamp. You know, you're not talking about, well, I can't do it. I need someone to come out and change it for me. Right. So, I mean, people don't see those, those initial costs, which is why, yes, I agree, price is always, people are price sensitive, and, and, but there's always a balance that you got to see there, that right. you have to take into account. And thinking about that balance, 
you know, some people like to consider first the idea of retrofitting. Sure. So, you know, especially in a commercial and industrial space. So walk us through first what retrofitting is. Try to simplify it as best you can. And then, okay. you know, let's talk about actual full-on fixture replacement. So, well, that's, see, that's part of retrofitting. Retrofitting is, you have really two definitions for it. One is, you know, I'm just going to take out the old lamp and put in an LED lamp and be completely done with it. Same fixture, same everything. Right. Okay. You're dropping from, you know, let's say a, a thousand watt high pressure sodium to a hundred watt LED corn bulb. Great. No problem. That's, that's a straightforward replacement. Okay. Your other retrofit is where you go and said, well, you know, I want to change the entire fixture itself because it's old, outdated, it's big, it's clunky, I don't want to use it, so I'm just going to take out the old fixture and put in a brand new one. That's still considered a retrofit, because you're switching from old technology to, to new technology. Mm-hmm. However, and this is the key, and we'll use high bays as an example, high-pressure sodium metal halide lamps were always in fully enclosed fixtures. And that was done as a safety precaution in case the lamp burst or went out. Um, and you didn't have glass falling uh, on the employees or in the, in, the, in the areas. On the equipment. On the equipment, sure. And by the way, high bays are, are typically, and we've talked about it in a uh, workbench, if you'd like to look at those, we've also talked about it previously. Typically, they sit in high areas. Correct. Usually industrial or at least some sort of mechanical area uh, to shine down. We have some great options for that, by the way, but please continue. Correct, yeah. Corn bulbs, in their original iterations, and even in their newer iterations, they need airflow. The LEDs need airflow. The drivers need airflow. And when you put them in a completely enclosed solution with the glass in place, they're not going to last. Right. It's just, they may stay on, but their lumen output is going to diminish significantly and very quickly, and this is something we've seen over and over again, you know, with, with, with various projects, various companies we've gone to where they're dissuaded from going to LED. They're dissuaded and they're per- they perceive it as being not good mm-hmm. uh, or a bad product because, well, I installed it, there was tons of light, and now, you know, a month and a half later, I mean, it, it's, it's as bad or almost equivalent to, to you know, what they had done, uh, what, they, what they had replaced initially. Sure. And in all cases, it was like, guys, for the corn lamps, for these retrofit lamps, if you're going to put them, you should have kept it open, allowed the air to circulate. It will last. Mm-hmm. The question is, where you're using it, are you allowed to keep it open? Does the state or local or federal or building code allow you to keep that open? If it does, do that. There are good options out there, great products, no problem. If it doesn't, change the entire fixture. Right. You know, because it doesn't make sense. It goes out, you bring the guy back in, he says, well, the light's still on. Yeah, but it's not giving me what I initially had. Not my problem. Right. You know, uh, well, we're not going to pay for the, the telescopic boom or the man lift or cherry pick. It's going to come out, send the guy up, and you know, you end up paying more for the guy to come fix it and change that bulb only to end up in the same problem over and over and over. So in this case, change the fixture. 
Right. So there are different options for different, sure. you know, situations, I sure. guess you can say. Uh, but, but you talked about it, you know, one of the things that, that we kind of not necessarily push for, but is something that we specialize in is the fixtures and, and replacing those fixtures with things that are going to give you, uh, you know, because we're, you have a lot of experience replacing these things, having sure. been in, in these situations. So, you know, like uh, the differences. And so let's start talking about these things. You know, uh, some chipsets are going to be different. Some drivers are going to be different. Correct. Some fixtures are going to be different. Correct. And a lot of that comes down to uh, when they're, how long they'll be turned on. Sure. Uh, which is going to tell you how many hours you can guarantee it for or warranty it for and what kind of driver you're using with it. So first, let's start with, and we have a workbench on this where we talk about drivers and chipsets. Yeah. Uh, but want to touch on that quickly, okay. uh, that the driver and the chipset are important. But also want to let folks know that we're working through this because we, we want people to know that we want you to have the information and we want you to know that it's not it's not untouchable. It's not insurmountable, and it's it doesn't have to be expensive. So oh, ab I mean, absolutely. I mean, like like I said, we we've worked with people, you know, with companies, with private residences that, you know, I've said, listen, we we don't have, we we only have a certain budget, and it's like great. There are these products on the market, you know, at Home Depot, at you know Walmart, wherever that will suit your needs, mm -hmm. but go with this specific product for this specific reason, you know. And, uh, and you you want to highlight those those points. So that's not to say that we don't want to sell our own, you know, manufactured product, assembled products that we bring in, but we're going to be agnostic and give good advice where good advice is 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 due. Right. But like you like you said, if we're talking about um industry where you have light which has to be on 24-7, let's say like an airport. No, that's a very specific driver type chipset from companies you can count on one, maybe two hands. That's it. Right. You know, because they're designed to work for those functions. You wouldn't use the same set, let's say, uh, in a private residence. You would use the same set in a museum. Not because the museum's on 24-7, but because you want to keep that high-quality lighting for an extended period of time, which is why lifetime is so important. When we say lifetime, 100,000 hours, it means, you know, you, sometimes you'll see on the back of a card and you'll see L70 or L80, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 hours. What that means is the rating of the entire lamp fixture will allow you to operate 100,000 hours. After that, 100,000 hours or 50,000 hours, you will only lose 20% of the original light output. Right. But again, it's got to be the right setting, you know, and, and they'll be very candid with their wording about how they do it. So you take a corn bulb that says 50,000 hours, great. You stick it in a closed high beam where there's no ventilation and you hit that threshold of overheating because it overheats. You hit that threshold of the, the lumen output in 1,000 hours not in 50. Right. Because it's not designed to be in a fully enclosed uh, setting. And it's important to deal with folks. And, uh, yeah, a little bit of a plug here, but we offer cost-effective lighting solutions. <laughs> I just pointed at the banner. Uh, if you're listening to this, I pointed to the banner in the back. But, you know, it's important to deal with somebody. We're going to give you the the best advice we can for the situation we have, but we understand that 
when you're using these fixtures, there are certain situations where they're going to shine, and pardon the pun, uh, but there are also certain situations where you're you're basically going to be throwing good money at bad. Absolutely. And let me ask you, why is it, in your own words, important for customers uh, to have this knowledge going into, say, either retrofitting or completely renovating their light system, whether it be in their home, their office, or some sort of industrial area? Well, because it makes all the difference. You know, um, a, a good example is, is schools with children. Schools which have light, which is in the, uh, the 4,000 Kelvin range, okay, with solid output, you find, um, you find children or even, you know, teachers, same thing with workers' offices, they output better, they work better, they produce better. You know, they're more focused. You take anyone, doesn't matter, and you put them in a warm room with very dimmed light or even, you know, relatively bright, but a lower, a lower um, color temperature. That, again, that more orange, warm, it's like sunset. It automatically messes with your brain and triggers, oh, you know, I'm just going to relax. I want to go to sleep, you know. Right. It, it, it really muddles that so to speak and that that's why that's why um it's so important and the decision to well what should i use where the same premise as buying a car or buying a baby seat you know you look at the pros and cons you've got a quarter of a million dollar rolls royce and you've got you know a twenty thousand dollar kia which one is better you know obviously people will say well the rolls royce at the end of the day it's a box with four wheels that takes you from point a to point B and back. Right. But there's a lot more that goes into that Rolls Royce. Sure. You know, then the it doesn't mean either one is from a functional point of view better. Right. But it just depends what you're using it for. Right. So we, you know, you brought up a school and obviously, you know, trying to keep that color temperature high yeah. to keep people focused and that kind of thing. Uh let's talk about something like retail real quick. You know, having that great light on products in your store tends to to pull out a little bit more of that emotional so, buy cycle. That is true. So a good example of this, we're going to compare two completely different product segments. We're going to compare, you know, someone like a Target or Walmart, which is your, you know, your gen generic big box type place. They're going to go for a brighter light, mm -hmm. okay, you know, a 4,000 Kelvin, because so people go through, it's bright. They buy more, you know, it's out, they can see everything, um, it allows them to shop better, get what they need, maybe buy a few more things. You know, they, they really want you to see everything. They want as much light as possible on every single thing that's there. Right. Now, you take something like Victoria's Secret or La Senza, you know, one of these more intimate type stores, you will never see 4,000, 5,000 Kelvin. They go more towards the 3,000, 2,500 2200 Kelvin, you know, the war warmer, more intimate type. Intimate mood. because they're simulating a bedroom. Sure. You want to know what that beautiful piece of lingerie looks like so you can visualize it. You know, it's, 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 if you ever notice, you'll have a lot more lights on the outside, but on the actual mannequins, they're more focused with slightly warmer colors mm -hmm. to allow you to perceive, oh, I, you know. Right. Well, that, that would look nice. Yeah, that would look nice. And it inclines you to. 
Sure. But if it was just, you know, flat out everything, you know, uh, like like you would see like the lingerie and then let's say in, in a Walmart or in a JCPenney or whatever, it looks bland. Right. Take the exact same thing, throw it under a warm light, and I guarantee you that, you know, $10 lingerie is going to look just as good and right. appealing as. It, it's all, there's a science to it. Sure, sure. And, and you know, we do light design as well. Yep. We, we participate a little bit in the science side. We some of the bigger projects we have a partner that we yeah do. I mean we 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 have a partner we do all of it a lot of it um, in house sure you know um, and that's important sure but that's you know I I guess that's one of the things that we're gonna have to talk about again right and go because I I know we lost people and they liked it and we we're getting a lot of feedback but it's something we're gonna have to. It talked several times about yeah. that was actually uh, not the last episode we did because we got the sound right in that one, but not the light. It's where we had the light was good, but the sound wasn't so great. We're going to try uh, maybe to do that one again, but be a little slower with it, sure. more emphatic. Uh, one last uh, sort of idea here. You know, you talked about high pressure sodiums and sort of a we do have a high bay option. Uh, but, you know, having good light obviously in a work area or a warehouse area is always going to be great for security purposes as well as working area purposes, you know. There is such thing as too much light. Okay. There is such thing because you, you don't want to have so much light over a work area that it just, you know, glares you out completely. Right. right. You know, that, that's why, I mean, you won't really see it, but when we look at studies, when we look at projects that have been done, and we go back to the contractor and say, guys, I think this is a bit too much because we simulated it. You have too much light on the working plane. And by working plane, we mean where you're actually sitting visual and what you are working on. Mm -hmm. Sure, you want to know how much light you have on the floor. But in an office setting or a school setting, that doesn't really matter. I want to know how much light is on my actual Desks. Desk. Sure. That's what counts to be. That's what's more important. Because if I have 100 lux on the ground, but I have 500 lux on my desk, I've got a problem. Right. It's too bright. Right. As an example, I mean, I mean, there, there are standards, there are codes for all of that, but that's just as a, you know, straight up, straight up uh, example. Sure. So, you know, the interesting thing there is to understand that we don't want to just show up and start throwing in, you know, six to 8,000 kelvin lights in in your area no, if it doesn't yeah. work sure yeah and that's part of what we do is we want to analyze your light situation and provide you with the best solution haha <laughs> i said it yeah. uh you know for the situation that you face and we also want to let people know that you know we're looking at your budget too in fact we we thrive on budgets well absolutely i mean how can you find the best solution if you don't know what budget they have to work with sure i mean the and it's it's one of those things that you know no contractor or developer wants to ever give you what their their budget is or if they give you a budget it is not a realistic budget sure you know but but we found with the companies that we've been most successful with that there's you know a good uh symbiotic relationship and that goes back to what we've discussed in previous episodes that in many situations we will be brand agnostic because obviously we can't provide everything but we've worked long enough with good international companies whether they're you know european asian american you know uh there will be a solution out there right you know we can provide it great if we provide it through a different company great right 
So to kind of wrap this up, we want to let people know you would be surprised what light can do. And we actually invite you to go look at previous episodes and previous episodes of our workbench. We have messed with the light in both instances. And even out, out there, uh, we're in the studio right now, but even out at the workbench, which is in a, what is considered a pretty well-lit room, adding some light, changing up the light settings on the camera helped a lot with Absolutely. presentation. So, you know, we want to help you find the best solutions, whether it is residential, commercial, or industrial. Uh, Tarek has experience in all of it. I'm learning a little bit more. Uh, but we wanted to kind of start with the basics. You know, we talked through, just remember, uh, that a LED light fixture, we have tons of them that will meet your needs, but we'll also recommend, you know, hey, you know what? You just need two linears for your garage. Just head to Home Depot. We can, you know, I think if you go with this brand, it'll probably work just as well for you. Again, yeah, it just depends what you're looking for. But we want to help you. We are looking, we are young, hungry, and we are looking for work. Uh, and we, you know, we can't, we can never have too many projects. We'll just grow with them. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, Tarek, thank you, sir. As always, uh, as we're going into 2021, we're going to, we've started with some basics. We're going to kind of go through, uh, we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff in the past, but we want to restart with maybe some examples Yeah. to try to, to paint a picture for folks. So when we come back, uh, the first episode we'll have next, coming next week, I'm going to be talking to Tarek, and I just hit my microphone again. That's a third time, me twice, you once. Uh, we're going to be talking about a residential solution that he provided. Uh, from there, we're going to go into commercial and industrial. So everybody can kind of see that we have a little experience in, in every uh, background, I guess you can say. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you again, sir. We appreciate it. And thank you all for watching. This is the Get Lit Podcast, brought to you by Southern Lighting Solutions. My name is McHugh David, co-founder uh, my other co-founder sitting next to me, Mr. Tarek Alimadine. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And we hope everybody has a happy holiday. We are looking forward to having these every week for you uh, on social media. We are on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, we also have a YouTube page if you'd like to check us out. Check us out at southernlightinginc.com. have a great website. We're, gonna, we're working on the blog section to get these posted for you there as well. We hope everybody has a happy holiday. We are wishing for a better 2021 than 2020. Uh, let's get rid of all of that wonderful COVID and try to move on and get back to a little normalcy. Uh, but again, next week, we're going to be talking about residential projects and how we can help people there. We will see you then. Thanks Absolutely. for joining us. Take care.